Amen. Uh, but uh, anyway, Proverbs chapter number 31. And we got through the first uh, uh, several verses here. We are beginning our reading verse number 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? Uh, for her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Verse 13, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. And so we looked at verse number 11, she's credible. Verse number 12, she's uh, obedient. Verse number 13, uh, she have a servant's heart. And uh, so this is a, a lady that uh, is seeketh wool and flax. And uh, one thing about this lady is you will find she is not a lazy woman, right? This virtuous woman is not lazy, right? There's no lazy virtuous women, right? They're working at something, staying busy. Uh, that's a constant, uh, you see that several times laid out in the chapter. But here's the uh, last part of that, and worketh willingly with her hands. Nobody's forcing her to do what she's doing, right? Nobody's making her, nobody's having to, uh, so let me say this, uh, young ladies, and, uh, and thank goodness uh, you've got time uh, to develop these characteristics in your life. I do not think a Proverbs 31 woman uh, just, uh, have, and just stumbled her foot upon and become what this Bible lists her to be in Proverbs 31. Right? It takes work and effort and self-denial uh, to be this kind of individual. And uh, so let me say this uh, uh, to our young ladies, uh, even, uh, even the little young ladies here, uh, that we need to remember uh, that uh, it should not take, as a, as a teenage young lady, I don't believe uh, that a parent should be constantly having to come into your bedroom and making you do what you're expected to do. Right? I think, I think it ought to be by the time you girls get to your age, I think you should be at a place now uh, where you begin to start taking on some responsibility for yourself. We shouldn't have to remind you to wake up out of bed. We shouldn't remind you to have to clean your room. We shouldn't remind you to have to clean your bathroom. We shouldn't remind you to have to stay busy and don't sit around and do something. Uh, we shouldn't have to do that. As parents, you should begin to take some responsibility on yourself and start to do things without people forcing you and making you and asking you to do them. Amen. Right? Amen. Going through the house and I don't care if you left that bag of chips on the floor or not. Why don't you just pick it up because you live there rent free? Everybody okay? And so uh, uh, why, don't you, why, does, why does somebody always have to force you and make you do something? See, I think uh, uh, this young lady here, uh, this uh, woman here has learned in her life uh, to take some responsibility for herself. Can I say something? When you get out of the real world and you get to college and you uh, get married or you go on, you move on, there's not going to be a mom and dad over you making you get up out of bed. I, sometimes I wish I still had my mom and dad uh, to make me do right. It's easier to do when you've got a belt hanging over your head, whether or not you're going to do it that day. It's harder when you have to take responsibility on yourself and have some self-motivation uh, 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 um, self uh, to get up and do right because it's the right thing to do, right? Not because you're afraid daddy's going to whoop you or your mama's going to take your cell phone away. It's because it's the right thing to do and it honors God not to be lazy, right? God doesn't want anybody to be lazy. I don't believe that. I believe it's so strong that I think our government's in complete sin for giving handouts to people that won't work a job. I think they ought to let them sit on the highways and the hedges and starve to death and die because they won't work. 
That's what I believe. Say, well, that's harsh. Well, that's what the Bible said. If a man won't work, right? Now, I'm not going to let his wife and kids starve, but I'd let a man sit on the street and starve to death. He won't work a job. An able-bodied man ought to be working. Amen? It's right. Now, all right, so look with me. We see that she's a servant. She's got a servant heart. Look at verse number 14. She's a talented woman. She's learned some things. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. Now think about this. This is, this is something that, this had to be something that she learned to do. Uh, and as you go on through here, it talks about her other abilities that she has. Uh, can I say something, uh, especially, I'm sorry, I don't mean to just focus in on the young ladies. I don't mean to do that. Uh, but you young men need to take note of this too. It's really where my heart was because I see a lot of confusion and what should I look for in a mate. And I think these verses give some great ideas, some great tools for you uh, to be looking at some things biblically. Right, We're supposed to be exhorting our young men to be sober-minded, right? And so here's some, here's some good things to think about uh, with this young lady is that she's not let, uh, she's not let the gifts that her mother had uh, uh, just go away, wasted away. Uh, she's learned some things. Where did she learn how to get her food from afar? Where did she learn uh, how to take uh, the staff and the spindle? I mean, how did she learn to do all this? Somebody taught her how to do this, right? And so, young ladies, your mother uh, has some things. Where I know you think she's just old and decrepit, uh, but your mother knows some things about life, and you, it do you well to spend a little time with her and learn from your mother. Amen. Learn how to uh, learn how to do a little laundry. That good. Learn how to do some dishes. Learn how to, uh, that take, you don't think that you gotta learn how to do that. Uh, why don't you, you ought to see the first load of laundry I ever did. I wanted to be free until I got out there and had to pay my own bills. And I had to do my own laundry. And they all end up pink. I'm just not the pink kind of fella. I can't pull pink off very well. Right? So uh, uh, you think, you, you, and, and, and somebody needs to sit down. How about some simple things like how to balance a checkbook? That's been lost in our generation because if you don't balance it, the government will prop you up. Or Visa will. Or Capital One. <laughs> That's not how God intended you to live. You're a slave to the lender if you live that way. And you don't want to be a slave. He's a cruel taskmaster. And uh, so uh, how about some things like this that you need to learn in life? And I'm not just talking about household things. There's a lot of other things. I just, my mind doesn't go there. But uh, just, uh, just take a look at your mother and all the things that she does and try to learn from her. I, I know that's, we're looking at the Proverbs uh, 31 woman, but uh, as you young ladies are going to have to take some time uh, to be willing to learn some things. We didn't, Miss Snow didn't sit down on the piano and just start playing it because God just gave her this amazing talent. God gave her talent, gave her gifts, but she had to work at it, <laughs> Right? And uh, she had to learn it. She had to apply herself. And, and uh, so I always just want to exhort you to do that. Uh, this, this, uh, this woman is so interested in her home uh, that she is, uh, is, is bringing in resources from outside in order to make uh, uh, and prepare meals for her and for those around her because she loves what she's doing, right? I, don't, I, know, I know in this day that this is like a sin what I'm preaching. No woman should be happy at home raising kids. I know that. Uh, you ought to be a, 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 you know, a CEO or something else. Uh, but uh, this woman right here in this Bible, she loves what she's doing. Nobody is making her do it. 
She's working willingly with her hands and she's going above and beyond and she's like the merchant ships and, and the merchant ships are bringing in all kinds of different spices and things. She's taking what she's doing very seriously is what I'm saying. Now this is a little bit uh, outdated to some of y'all uh, because when we eat, we go to Taco Bell. We usually order it up on our app so we can get rewards and get a free bean burrito later. Now I know too much about that being true, Brother Oliver. <laughs> That's how I knew to use that. Right? And so uh, I know it seems a little, so let's just use what, what the practical message behind this is, is what she's doing for her home. She loves to do it. Nobody's making her, nobody's forcing her to do this. And she takes it very serious. She's very resourceful in what she's doing. You know what? She may have found a better deal and she may have found a better deal on spices uh, in Jerusalem than she did where she's at. Now that's a woman if I've ever heard one right there. Me? I'm going to go the quickest place I can get it and get out without slapping somebody. Right, Brother Reed? I don't care if it's on sale. I don't care if it's name brand. I don't care if you clip a coupon out. I'll pay four times extra. In fact, if you won't talk to me, sir, and you'll just let me take it out of here and let me put my cash down. I want in and I want out with what I got. I'm not thinking about what it costs or what I could save. Or that's just not, most of the time, that's not us men. Unless I'm, unless I'm going shopping for deer hunting stuff. Right? But this lady, she's very resourceful. She's, she's, uh, she, let's look, cause it, it continues to open this out uh, just a little bit more in speaking about the things that she does. Uh, she's, uh, in verse 14, uh, she's very talented. She's taking, um, uh, merchant ships, uh, like the merchant ships. She's bringing in her food, uh, from afar, um, from, you know, uh, if I could put a plug in here, like red lobster garlic biscuits from Knoxville. You know what I mean, Amber? She's bringing it in from afar. Well, I've killed it. That'll be, you got today to do it, because tomorrow, Beth, you got that right. That diet's starting tomorrow. Now, she's, oh, I thought, okay, let's get serious now. She's like these merchant ships. She's bringing her food from afar. It's amazing. It's amazing to me uh, how a woman's able to do the things that she's able to do. She's, she's very resourceful. She's, she's learned some things. She's, uh, I mean, it, look at it, look at it again as she uh, brings up in verse number 15. And I, I gave you this definition. Let me give it to you again. Uh, she's obstinate. She's firm. She's stubbornly adhering to one's purpose, unyielding and persistent. And uh, she's purposeful and intentionally hardworking. Uh, if you look in verse 15, she riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. So look at what else she's able to do. Uh, she's, she's, uh, uh, there's never a time. I can think of my Nana right now, uh, Brother Reed. I don't care if you go over there. Well, not now because uh, where she is. But when I was a boy and I was coming along, it didn't matter what time of night you went to her house. If she got up at 11 o'clock at night in her little nightgown and come to the door, she'd make you something to eat. I don't care if you're hungry or not. You're going to eat it. And you're going to be happy about it. That's just the way mammals are. <laughs> the, way, the way these ladies are. Uh, they, they, want to, they want to do for you. They love doing it. It doesn't matter what time of night it is. Uh, Hunter not feeling good the other night. And it was fairly late. And I seen the doorbell thing go off. And it was Amber going over there with medicine at night. Uh, mamas never really sleep. They never really rest. They're always on the job, so to speak. 
right? Even when they leave your home and they need something, mama's where you at. You're, you're right there to provide whatever they need. Am I, am I telling it right? It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what time you call mom. She's always ready to be a help to her family, always. And that's a wonderful trait to have. I, I never remember one time my mother uh, and the difficulties she dealt with and, and, um, and had to go through and raising my oldest brother with Down syndrome and then the things dealing with in the home that we had so many troubles. Uh, but she also uh, um, uh, she also kept a daycare and she kept a daycare uh, for as long as I can remember. Uh, five or six other kids from the community, she'd keep them all day uh, just to do something and to make money and, and help with the family things. And, and uh, she would do that. And I do not have a memory. I don't have a memory of my mother sitting down watching TV or scrolling around on a computer. Now, we didn't have one, but she didn't waste a lot of time. She got done with all those things that she had to do for the day. Not only that, and keeping all those kids and taking care of my brother who had so many health problems and taking care of the rest of us and, and doing school and running the ball fields and got me all over the place. And then she would still, when she got home, I mean, my mother would be up at 11 or 12 o'clock at night still doing laundry. And I never heard her complain about it. I never heard her ask my daddy to help her with it. I never heard her even ask us to help her with it. She just worked herself into the ground nearly, uh, working, taking care of us kids. And that's just how uh, the heart of a good woman will be. Right. Some of you ladies know exactly what I'm talking about. You get done all day with everything else you got to do, and then you're cleaning, you're done made, uh, then you're doing, trying not to do the dishes. We try to uh, get, we need these kids to help some of that. Uh, but uh, you do get, get all that done for supper, and you get everything ready, and get everything accomplished, and then there's so much laundry to do. I don't know if, about you all, but I, we have an unending supply of laundry. And I thank God my kids, they, they do a lot. My teenagers do a lot of theirs. And I thank the Lord for that. Take a lot off their wife, the, my wife and having to fool with that stuff. And so they've learned to do that. But when I was growing up, my mother did every bit of that stuff. Every bit of it. I could not go into that. And what I'm trying to say is with this, this lady here is uh, look at, at again back in verse number 15. She riseth, uh, riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. It could be saying uh, that she gets up super early uh, to get ready for the day. And that just shows, I know culture and times change just a little bit, but that just shows her devotion to her family. This lady is willing to do anything that she has to do to make sure her household is taken care of, right? She's going to do what she's got to do. If it's her job to make the food, she's going to get up in time to do it because she might have 10,000 other things to do. She's going to put a, something on the crock pot if she has to. Nothing wrong with the crock pot. I like crock pot. You get busy and you got a bunch of other things to do. And uh, I, I can't tell you when me and my wife, when I first got saved and the Lord was helping us to get out of debt and he was showing us we were doing the Dave Ramsey thing, you know, and uh, um, uh, beanie weenies and crackers basically is all you eat and you cut out all the going out and all that. My wife would get up every single day of my life up until probably five years ago maybe and make my lunch. That's a good, that's a good lady right there. I'd make me one lunch. It'd be two lunches in one, the first and the last. I'd have sent me packing with it. And she'd make my lunch. And then I'm, I, I, uh, I, this way, now some of y'all are going to make fun of this, but I love it. Miss Kerr, she'd put little notes in my lunch sack. Tell me how much she loved me. Say, well, that's silly. Well, we've gotten away from a lot of that. And that's why we're in such a mess we are. This, this lady cares about her home. It's wonderful. I thank God for you ladies. I do. I, it amazes me what you're able to do. 
I, I wish we could take more credit than we do. I really do. I'd like to take some credit. But we can't, man. We just can't. These ladies are, are wonderful. So you young men, when you're, when you're looking at these things, look, you got young ladies, something to aim for in your, in, in your life and your character is to be credible and obedient, to be a servant and to be talented and to be this word obstinate. And I had to use that because it had to go in with my little outline here. Uh, I never knew what that meant until I looked it up. So firm and stubbornly adhering to one's purpose. Nothing's going to get in the way for her to accomplish what needs to be done. She's willingly doing this. Look at verse 16 now. Verse number 16, she's fruitful. She considereth the field, and I mentioned this already, but she considereth that field. She evaluates and makes the best decision possible for the family. All I've got to do is use, I don't know any other stories other than my own house. My mother could make my daddy's paycheck go further than any, man, any lady I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how we paid the bills that we got paid on what my daddy made. My mother could stretch a dime from here to Knoxville. She still can. Am I telling it right? A lot of you ladies are like that. You're resourceful. You, you got to be that way. You can't be wasteful. I see a lot of these young ladies, they're so vain and they want the best and the nicest. And the, Listen, you got to be resourceful. You're not, you're not always going to have uh, money when you're starting out. You're not going to have a whole lot. Now you got to learn how to be resourceful. And if you're so needy that you got to have all the nice name brand stuff, listen, you need to be resourceful. You need to uh, understand that your husband, when you first get married, is not going to make a whole lot of money. He's probably going to start out on the bottom and work his way up. You're going to have to be resourceful and make that money last you a lot longer than it normally would. Some ladies, I don't know how, but uh, I've seen more homes wrecked uh, over finances than you can shake a stick at. You'd think it would be physical things, but it's really not. It seems to be finances are more will stress out a home and a relationship more than anything. If you get one or the other that's like this, I've seen men do it too, but, but I've seen a whole lot of more women do it. But I've seen men uh, spend a whole lot of money on hobbies and things, certainly. But I've seen a whole lot of women that can't stop shopping. They have a compulsion and they're not resourceful. And if they want it, they'll just buy it. You can't live that way, Amen. right? I can tell you this for a fact, I'm 38 years old. I've never one time in my life seen my mother go to the store and buy her anything. Nothing, never. I'm sure she has. I'm saying that just didn't dominate her life. She was going to make sure we had something if she didn't have nothing to wear. Right? Resourceful and self-sacrificing. You need to be that way. You need to learn, hey, this country might take a nosedive and this money that we all got that's going so good and these jobs and nice cars and nice homes, this thing may tank before it's over with with this nut we got in the White House. The whole thing may collapse. You, and and, and I, what I'm afraid of is I've lived through a little bit of poverty, but nothing quite like some of you have. You've really known what it's like not to have nothing. Even my, what I, what I have in my memories is not having much would be prosperity in a lot of countries. And uh, you need to be prepared for the worst possible situation. You need to know how to live life when money's not just flowing in from everywhere. As us parents, we want to give you everything we can possibly give you and maybe to a fault sometimes. But when you get married, you can't operate that way. And it may be that our economy takes such a nosedive, you may not have the money that you've got now and you need to learn how to be resourceful with what you have. And do right by it. I'd tithe off every dime I had 
as a teenager. I'd give to missions off of money I made right now. Learn how to do that. Learn how to do right by your money. Learn how to be resourceful. And uh, so she's, she's uh, considereth this field. She's, she's evaluating uh, and intentional about making the decisions in her home that is best uh, for the family. She's considering this field. She's evaluating probably the, uh, uh, the cost of it. And my, my mother, I'm, my, I'm amazed she's still alive and some car salesman hadn't killed her already. My mom knows when to go in, what time to go in to get the best deal. And she'll drive them crazy until she leaves that store with the vehicle and the price she wanted it for. Anybody else got a mama like that? That's the way my mom is, Brother Reed. She'll say, oh, no, you go at the end of the month where they need their quotas done. Go in there late at night. I've seen her make some people real mad before. But what's that? And what am I trying to say? She, what she's trying to do is when, she, when she, she's only got this amount of money and this amount of income, but she knows that she can make a deal and get a good deal on something. Hey, mama's going to make it. She's going to make that work. And you got to learn how to be that way. You got to learn how to be resourceful uh, with what you have and how to live in your means. So many Americans and so many young teenagers, what they're learning today by all this prosperity that's killing us is they, learn, they have learned to live well beyond their means. And you're going to find yourself miserable and in debt. Don't live that way. Live within your means. What am I saying? I'm saying live on a on $1,000 a, a week paycheck and not a $2,000 a week paycheck because Citibank's offered to give you the extra thousand. Newsflash, they're going to want that thousand back with interest. And they'll take whatever you got to get it back. And if it, if it ruins your home, they don't care about that. Am I telling it right, adults? Don't get yourself in that way. I'm going to tell you something. This Proverbs 31, if she couldn't afford that field, she'd have never bought it. Am I telling it right? Do you think she would have, she would have bought something that she could have never have afforded? They didn't have that back in those days like we have them now. Prop everybody up. Be resourceful with what you got. Learn how to operate in like those things financially. Women are wonderful at those kind of things. And you need to, you need to uh, um, uh, uh, exercise those gifts and learn uh, those things that uh, uh, are, are, are very useful. Because look, when she's bought this field, with the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. So whatever preacher had you sitting in the kitchen washing dishes isn't entirely right. Right? Because here she's out in the field planting the vineyard. She's willing to work. If a woman's going to look at you and say, well, you know, that's a man's job. I'm not doing that. You're going to have a hard time. This woman right here is perfectly willing to do whatever needs to be done to make her household prosperous. Brother Clint, you've lost your mind. Well, whatever. I believe this. This lady here is willing to get out and get put on some work boots and get out in that field and plant a vineyard if that's what needs to happen. She planted it. I don't see her husband in there. 
Now, I'm sure he helped. I, I, the, 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 the story is about a virtuous woman. I'm not saying he's not there. I'm not saying he didn't do uh, uh, run the mules or what. I, I'm not saying none of that didn't happen. But this much I do know, you have a picture of this wonderful, godly, uh, uh, God-fearing, uh, resourceful, loving, uh, um, eloquent, probably in a lot of ways, uh, woman, this virtuous woman who is out in this field planting a vineyard. Why? Why would she be doing that? And you know, you know what got me on this one in verse 16 when I said she's fruitful? She planted this vineyard with the fruit of her hands. You see that? It's the fruit of her hands. Maybe it's from some of that money that she'd been making when she's been doing all this uh, uh, sowing and other things that are listed in there. And she took the fruit of her own hands and she went outside and planted her own vineyard, far I can tell. You ladies know what I'm talking about. A lot of you probably have done it. We just don't need to do it these days. Uh, but uh, uh, used to. I remember my grandmothers out uh, making, uh, they were the ones out there tending to the, to, the, uh, to the garden. They'd be doing a lot of gardening. Right? They were, they were out there doing a whole lot of things. Uh, 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 ladies, be, what, I, what I'm getting at here, young ladies, young men, is you need to be looking uh, for a young lady. And young ladies, you need to aim to be the kind of person that's not being forced to do this uh, because they want to do what's best for their home and being willing to get out there and get your hands dirty and work a little bit. Amen. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. Whatever it takes for you to, uh, whatever your household needs, whatever, whatever is best for your family and best for your children, being willing to get out there and make some things happen. Amen. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Thank God for ladies like this. I know many of you like that. And that just thrills my heart. I love it. She considered this field. She buys. She's fruitful. Look at verse 17. I'm going to do these quickly because i got seven minutes. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. Now, that's not usually a characteristic you hear much about women. Strength. But I'm going to tell you just a little bit here, young ladies, especially, you're going to need to be strong. Because you're going to, you're going to carry some burdens throughout your life that's going to require you to be strong. I've seen men ready to throw in the towel. And I've seen women with the, with the, with the strength of a man nearly stand up under that house and keep it going. Women are strong. Don't let, don't, don't let, don't let that, I'm not talking about just physically here. Although there is an illusion right here at the very second part. It says he strengtheneth her arms. I think from all that planting out there and gardening and she's active. And just, does anybody get the idea that this is a lazy woman? No. She's girded her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. Now, I looked into that in verse number 17. Uh, this, uh, in verse 16, she's fruitful. In verse number 17, she's active. She's, she's energetic. She, she girdeth her loins with strength. You know what uh, girding the loins is? That's usually a term used for soldiers, for men, when they would go to battle, right? And they had breeches on and they would gird up their loins to get ready to run to operate. And th- what is being said here is that she girdeth her loins with strength. She's, she, I think the f- second part's physical, but I think the first part is, is this lady is strong and she's ready to take on whatever life throws at her. And you've got to be prepared for life. It's not going to be a cakewalk, a fairy tale. It's not going to be some Hollywood movie. You're going to have problems in life. You're going to have problems out of a husband. You're going to have problems out of children. You're going to have problems in a church, problems on a job. You're going to have a life full of problems, and you're going to have to be strong. You're going to have to be strong. 
I've got great examples of that. How many of us could testify to a, to a mama that, that was strong? My mother's strong. Emotionally, in her character, she's strong. Physically, too. A lady's strong. Now, she's active. She's, uh, she is, uh, uh, I kid the kids about this, but uh, when, we were, when we were working on the house, I'd soon work with my wife than I would any of my kids. She can do about anything. And uh, the good thing about her, Brother Reed, is she knows what I'm thinking. When I need something, I can't, I can't get it out. You think I struggle to get the right words out here preaching? You should see me at home. Get that, get, get, get that, that thing. And then I get frustrated. You know what I'm saying, the thing, Hunter? And he's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. What thing? Amber's like, I got it. Is that how it goes a lot of times? She just knows. She knows what I'm thinking. She knows what I, I'm needing. And she, and she looks at things and she's looking at what's trying to be accomplished. And she's getting it. And I'm telling you, that's a wonderful trait to have as a lady. It's just being willing to work alongside your husband and to do whatever needs to be done for the home. Isn't that wonderful? And you might end up with somebody like me whose brain don't function properly half the time. And you may have to be his brain a lot of times. And uh, she girded the Lord with strength. Verse number 17. She's, she's an active woman. She's strong. She's ready to work. And she's ready to do what's necessary. Verse number 18. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. And uh, so I would just say in verse number 18. She's vigilant. She's, she's put her best into her merchandise, into her things that she's made or the things, her canned goods and her other things that she has. And, and she's vigilant and watching over it. Her candle goeth not out uh, by night. She's, she's uh, constantly working even into the later hours of the night. Now, one, many commentators took that to say that they believed that she was uh, keeping a light on in case any intruders come in. Uh, and I don't know. I just, maybe Mamaw standing there with a shotgun, a double barrel. I, I don't know. That's generally a man in my mind. <laughs> You know, so I didn't really think that's what it was alluding to. I think of what, in my mind, when her candle goeth not out by night, I think even on into the late hours of the night, she's still there uh, with her candle still still operating and functioning, uh, uh, doing what needs to be done uh, there in the home. Thank, thank God for ladies, uh, for you ladies. I mean that. That's... that's um, I don't know. This just, I, I know of so many stories. I just, I, I can't uh, share them uh, now just uh, that I know of and ladies uh, that operate this way. And it, just what a blessing it is. Uh, you young people ought to thank God for a good godly mother uh, that, will, uh, that will do, uh, literally uh, kill herself in providing for her home. She, she, she is doing just as much as any man on any job. This lady here is. And, uh, and uh, she deserves to be honored and praised for that. She's vigilant in what she's doing. Let me work through. i got three minutes. She's intelligent. Look at verse number 19. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her, her hand holds this, this staff. Now, that's uh, talking about uh, some things. I, I don't want to go into that because we covered that uh, in learning you know, a trade and learning how to do things and function and operate um, in the home. And, and this here, she's making thread. Um, and so she's very resourceful. She's, uh, she's making the things 
that she needs in order to make other things that she needs. And uh, so she's very intelligent. She's very resourceful. Verse number 20, uh, she's relieving. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she stretcheth forth her hands uh, to the needy. She's not just caring for her home, uh, but she's got a love inside of her that's constantly wanting uh, her to reach out. And that, that's, that's a woman's heart. And you need to understand uh, a lady and how she operates. It's, it's, it, God's put something in her uh, to want, that causes her to want to be, a, uh, to be a help to others. Right? That's in a mother's heart. That's in a lady's heart. She has it in her heart uh, to want to, if she sees a need somewhere, then she's going to do what's necessary to relieve that need. That's just a, a woman. I, there'll be things that a woman will see that us men, we don't even see that needs to be done and still take care of that thing. And that's, that's kind of what's going on here. Uh, this woman on her mind is not just her own home, but she's wanting to care for others. She's obviously a, a, a very loving woman, a godly woman that's just not caring for her own place, but she wants to care for other people that have needs. What a wonderful lady here. And uh, so she's, she's very, uh, she's relieving. She's charitable and uh, caring uh, for others. Ladies, that can be exploited. That can be exploited. Be careful who you trust that quality to. That can be exploited. Keep a good head on your shoulders. God, God's put something in you that's very special that uh, is causing you to want to be that way. And uh, you have to be careful. Um, it's it's, it's uh, uh, something you have to be very guarded about because it can be exploited. And so, but it's good to be uh, charitable and to be uh, relieving of others. She's very thoughtful. In verse number 21, uh, she is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all of her household are clothed with scarlet. And that's, that's just another um, thing here uh, that she's, when, when, the, when the snow comes, she's already been preparing for this long before it got there. And she's already uh, prepared her family with the proper clothing uh, to go out. And so I entitled that in verse number 21, she's very thoughtful. Uh, she's seeing things afar off and preparing for them and uh, thank God for that. Verse number 22, uh, she's unwavering. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, uh, which uh, I would believe to be, and some use this different, uh, but just her um, linens and clothes and uh, um, um, uh, window coverings, pillow coverings, bed sheets, things like that is what this alludes to. And then her own clothing, her clothing uh, is silk, and purple. Um, now, some some differed on this, and uh, and some men that I read is that, that this was the nicest thing possible out there, and when it was dealing with this purple uh, and the silk, but then others co- uh, disagreed with that and said no, that was common uh, things that uh, it was very common for her to be able to have. She was not trying to look uh, any certain way; she was just being well within her means. That seems to make more sense to me. But you can study that out for yourself because I want to get to the end here. Verse number 23, uh, think about this. She's obscure, meaning uh, she's often unnoticed while because of her, her husband is known in the community. That's a great, that that is the truth of nearly about every family that I know. (laughs) You you hear somebody talk about what a great man somebody is and I think, well, (laughs) I can about guarantee behind that good man is a better lady. Right? And so, ladies, you need to be careful, young ladies. You hold a certain bit of control over a man. You do. Because of his love and affection and care for you, you can use that uh, to your advantage. A, a lady can, uh, can take advantage of the, uh, of the power that she uh, yields uh, or wields in the life uh, of her husband. Uh, hey, are we not all fallen today because of one deceived woman? 
who, who, uh, who, who, who talked her husband because she knew how much he cared for her into falling with her. Right? He wasn't deceived about it. But uh, she did uh, give a little, a little push, a little nudge into the... Well, like one man said, he used to preach it all the time, and I'm not going to quote him because uh, none of us would want me to do that, but you'll know who he said it. And when he said, one lady asked him one time, where would you be without a woman? He said, in the garden with God, enjoying life. <laughs> Some of you will get that later. But no, it's a, uh, this is uh, uh, in verse number uh, number 21, Stoffel, uh, verse number 22, she's unwavering uh, in her duties. In verse number 23, uh, she's obscure, meaning she often goes unnoticed. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. And I can't help but to see that following up on verse number 22 uh, because of uh, all the things that she's done for him, he's able to go and operate in the community uh, the way he needs to because of the things that she's done behind the scenes and she'll hardly ever get any credit for it. Ladies, you probably won't get any until Mother's Day next year. You're used to it though, aren't you? Lord, help us. Am I right though, men? How many, how many times I've been, somebody told me, uh, this is before y'all, well, no, I'm not going to joke about that. You're a good kid. But uh, um, I've had people tell me, brother, boy, just, you know, your family's precious. We love your children and all. And I'm thinking, you know, I'll take the compliment. But I really want to say, well, you better go tell my wife. <laughs> if it wasn't for her. Amen, men? And uh, she rarely gets the credit for that. But um, I have a good feeling there's a God in heaven that's keeping record of everything. And he won't forget that labor of love. That's just the nature of things. And uh, so we could not operate the way we do, men, uh, without them. And so thank God for that. Verse 24, she's useful. She maketh fine linen, selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Uh, again, she's, she's active in doing something. And of course, she's not lazy and she's not idle. Had to be careful about that. The Bible warns us about that, even talking about the young widows and other places in the Bible. Verse number 25, I'm not going to uh, labor that one. Verse number 25, she's, again, she's strong. Uh, strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Verse number 26, she's wise, she openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. You want to be a virtuous woman? Young men, just listen to the words of some of these young ladies. If the law in their mouth is tear everybody down and run everybody down, there's pretty good indication that that's how things will go on, and she'll probably run you down when she gets a chance to if you get married. Got kind of quiet when I said that one. Be careful with that now. That woman's got a loose tongue like that. You better be careful. You watch them when they're when uh, right now, and you get a, get an idea for that. And so, young ladies, be extremely careful. I want to urge you as well, young men, as you're looking, young ladies, uh, be extremely careful about uh, about the things that you say. Use wisdom. Let let wisdom come forth out of your mouth, and let there be a law of kindness in there. There's no good going to come out of you bad-mouthing somebody anyway, right? Amen. Say, say kind things. That'll, that, uh, that's, uh, that's a whole lot better. You, you, you won't ever go wrong with that. And, um, you know, that does not mean, well, anyway, law of kindness is in her mouth. She openeth her mouth with wisdom. Verse number 27. Can I just throw a little, my Nana's that way. Y'all met her, 93 years old. And uh, every time I talk to her, she'll say, how's your church doing? 
I say, Nana, you're, you're sick. They told me you're very sick. Are you okay? I'm fine. How's your church doing? You, you've got a good group of people down there, don't you? She just always has something kind to say every time I call her. That's the kind of lady that you want to be like. That's the kind of lady you want to be with. This always got something nice to say to you. My wife, even this day, will tell me I look, look good. She's even willing to flat out lie to your face for you. That's love, Chris. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Am I right, Brother Steve? They'll still tell us we look good. Thank God for a lady like that. She's not going to tear you down and make you do. We've given plenty of reasons to, but thank God they don't. Just a couple of minutes. I'm done here. Okay, let me just get to this end here. She's strong. She's verse 26. She's wise. In verse number 26. She opened her mouth with wisdom. Uh, and let's see, verse number 27. Uh, she looketh well to the ways of her household. Let me say this uh, quickly. She looketh well to the ways of her household. This looketh well means to peer into the distance, to observe and to watch. And uh, so she looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. That pretty much sums up how she's been, if you think about it. She looketh well. She peers into the distance. She observes. She watches that household and its ways and how it's functioning and what she can do to fix everything. Does that sound like somebody's mama in here? My mama's tried to fix everything to her own destruction. Some things only God can fix, ladies. But she's sure looking into her home. Verse number 27, she's an overseer in that sense. Now, uh, they're in the home. That doesn't mean she usurps authority over her husband. You know that. Verse number 28, she's magnified. So let me say this in verse number 28. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. And so I, I wanted to just say this um, about the husband here uh, because I read this and this really helped me and I'm, I'm done. Uh, we're at the end of the chapter. But uh, I, I read this and this, is, this just really helped me. And you know, you know the verse in Colossians 3.18. And it says, uh, husbands, love your wives and be not bitter. Does it say bitter against them? Well, I think it says bitter against them. And when I looked into that, so I'm going to read. This is Dr. A.T. Robertson here. Um, I, I got this new book, Paul and the Intellectuals. And it's, it's a tremendous uh, commentary on the book of Colossians. And if you get time, you can get it. But um, here's, here's what he said in that book. It is useless to call your wife honey if you act like vinegar towards her. Now that's good. Because I see a lot of people, they call her wife, hey honey, come here a minute. Well, when you treat her and you act like vinegar towards her, I wouldn't call her honey too much. I think she'd rather you stop calling her honey and treat her and act like honey towards her. Don't you think? That'd do us a lot better. A lot of us men, a lot of times we think we can make all up for everything that we do with our words. That's not so. That's not so. Young ladies, uh, uh, have a man uh, like that. A, a man that's not just going to say honey to you. He's going to treat you like that. You know what vinegar is, right? That bitter tasting, it doesn't taste very good, right? So, uh, so if, it's, if it's useless to call your wife honey while you're acting bitter towards her, it means that, uh, uh, that uh, what she's receiving from you is uh, distasteful. It's bitter, why act bitter towards her and act like vinegar towards her and yet call her honey? Isn't that good? Yes. Harshness and cruelty of the husband cause tragedy in the home 
as restraint and tenderness make love grow dear with the years. Isn't that good? Be careful, man. Pastor, man in the pews, be careful. We should be praising her. We expect her to do that for us, don't we? Any man in here be happy if their wife stood in a crowd of people and started bad-mouthing you and tearing you down about all your little faults and failures and embarrassing you in front of everybody? Would any man go home happy with that? Shake your head no at me. No, you wouldn't. So we should, we should praise her. That's biblical. Verse number 29, she's advanced. This doesn't happen overnight. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful. This is the outward graces, young men. I'm done with this right here. Young men, be careful about this right here. I'm going to give you an idea of what favor is. Stand up here. (laughs) That's favor, and it's very deceitful. Everybody in here knows what I'm talking about. I've seen these young... (laughs) And laugh at all your jokes. They're not that funny. None of y'all are that funny. Am I right, brother? They're not that funny. That can be very deceitful. That does not mean, that does not mean, because there was a time when we were young, that my wife looked at me similar to that. Now, she didn't like that. Uh, but there, there's a look at a woman when she's in love with a man that she just, she just loves it. Y'all know what I'm saying. That, that's right and proper. What, what he's being said here, and what he is saying is, is that can be very deceitful. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, she likes me because that's the way that she's acting with that favor, those outward graces, that can be very deceitful. She may, not, she, she may be just trying to get something out of you, and I can tell you what will happen. If you start showing her that you like her, you're going to ruin it anyway. Now, that's good practical teaching. Am I telling it right? She'll go from this to going, he's so annoying. Why does he he talk to me now? (laughs) See, you guys are a little unstable. (laughs) I want him until he starts acting like he likes me. And then it's like, oh. (laughs) Pretend you don't like him and they'll love you. I'm just kidding. When they're saved and they know God and they mature, it won't be that way. But isn't that right? Favor is deceitful. It's very deceitful. And um, beauty is vain. Always remember that. Uh, You need to be attracted to a woman in 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 that way, in a physical way, and you think she's pretty and all that. But remember that beauty is vain. And what's been listed in, in, in chapter 31 is, will, is the kind of things that will endure forever, that will see you through the hard times. Beauty won't get you nowhere when, uh, when, when the thing's going under, right? Amen. But a woman with this kind of character right here will help bear up under that load, and she's strong, and she might keep it together when you can't. Am I telling it right, men? Thank you, ladies. God bless you. We love you. Uh, and she's noble. She fears the Lord. Favors deceitful and beauty is vain. A woman that feareth the Lord. If she's not serious about God now, I wouldn't even consider her. Doesn't mean she won't be in the future. But you make sure a young lady's serious with God. Young ladies, be serious. Fear the Lord. All right? Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. And uh, I won't preach this. It's just... Um, I wrote this down because I, at first I put reward her, but it's not a reward. It said give her of the fruit of her own hands 
And look at verse 13, 16, 19, and 20, and it talks about those hands of that woman. Seeing she quietly helped make it all happen, give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Ladies, you may not think you get praised, but uh, just take a look around you at your children. Take a look around you at your husband and the things that you've done, and your works praise you, though we may not as often as we should. All right. We'll have just a verse for Brother Reed, and then we're going to have something quickly, and we'll kind of wrap this up. Once you stand to your feet, you've been sitting a moment. Appreciate you letting me get through that. We love you. And if you need to come, we'll give you a, a verse to do so. What we got, Brother Reed? 388. If you need to come, you just mind the Lord. 388. Sing along if you can. <laughs> 